Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R-sleep.com. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 1, Episode 45. To say we're in a time of change would be an understatement, perhaps the understatement of the year. The pandemic has had, and continues to have, comprehensive effects on our lives, including our economic lives. Business owners have been especially hard hit, which may not be surprising to you. After all, even in good times, running a successful business is tough business. Consider that in any given year, an estimated 600,000 businesses close, and that's in the U.S. alone. So what happened as a result of the pandemic? Well, an April 2021 survey by the Federal Reserve found that an additional 200,000 U.S. businesses permanently closed during the first year of the pandemic. That rate of closure is about a quarter to a third above normal, which is more than enough to lose sleep over. And we're all about preventing sleep problems here on the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. And so we bring you the fifth installment of our quarter four business impact series. We feature the best of the best in corporate leadership, the thought leaders and the innovators, the ones the CEOs call when they need help. Whether you're the CEO of a multinational corporation or the CEO of your family, each episode gives you what you need so you can get the sleep you need for success in life, love, and leadership. You get the insights and solutions you need now to have success in 2022 and beyond. Subscribe now to get each episode from the trusted advisors featured in the Business Impact Series. Today's guest is Judy Otten. Judy is the founder of GrowthCast and a fractional CFO. She helps business owners understand their financials in plain English and build healthy, thriving businesses. Listen and learn what the cholera epidemic of the early 1830s tells us about your chances for business success in 2022. Why pandemics and fix-up strategies go hand in hand and how to achieve financial alignment for business success in a climate of change. Let's listen in on this conversation with Judy Otten, founder of GrowthCast. Hello, Judy, and welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. 
Hi, Tara. Great to see you again. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. And I'm so excited to talk to you, uh, you know, for this, our business impact series, where we're talking about how can we help uh, CEOs and business leaders who are planning for the coming year. And I, you know, I read an interesting article in The Economist a couple of months back. It was, um, it was called like something like what history tells you about post pandemic booms. And, um, and, you know, I think we're all hoping to get to this post pandemic pandemic period. And of course, you know, the question is, will it be a boom? Will it be a bust? You know, but in this article, it talked, uh, it got into the, the cholera epidemic of the um, 1830s. And it said the end of the plague prompted an economic revival. Of course, when we look back on it now, it's what we refer to as the industrial revolution, which was, you know, a huge, huge shift. And certainly some businesses did thrive and many died. Right. Uh, so here we are living through this pandemic. We're trying to work around the endless uncertainties. And I think it, it probably leaves leaders wishing that they had a crystal ball to answer one question. Will our business be a part of the post-pandemic boom or will we be part of the bust? You know, um, And if you think of the law of averages, the reality is some businesses will be part of the boom and many other businesses will go bust. So I'd love to get into this with you, Judy, because of your focus on financials in general, and then your unique viewpoint that your work gives you, because uh, you work across different industries. And so I think you'll bring a lot to this, uh, this kind of question of, of how leaders who are trying to plan now, and we don't want them losing sleep at night or anything like that. So can we get into, um, you know, what you're seeing? your unique perspective on the challenges that you're seeing rise up and then maybe make our way to concrete strategies, takeaways that business leaders can use to address these things that are coming up now so that as they're planning for the coming year, they put themselves in the best position that they can to be part of that boom, right? So, so let's start with what you're seeing I love the way that you teed this up, Tara. Thank you so much. It's so interesting. If you can detach yourself, it's so interesting what's going on right now. And I actually don't believe that this chaos is done. There's so many things that aren't working optimally that are broken that need to be fixed. And what, what is on the other side of all this chaos is going to look much different, mm -hmm. but many business owners are going to thrive. And the ones that thrive are the ones that are going to be able to say, okay, we're going through some chaotic times. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be over quickly, even if the, the actual pandemic is over. We've got supply chain issues. We've got labor market issues, all of which are feeding into inflation that may or may not be temporary, whatever temporary means. So in this chaotic time, yes, it's scary. And yeah, there are a lot of business owners that are not sleeping, but it's also great soil for innovation, mm. for business owners that can get creative and adapt to the changing times, 
they're going to thrive and, and they're going to have businesses that look much different three to five years from now than they do now. Mm. I mean, think about it in small ways. Think about in my business, I'm a fractional CFO. So I work with small businesses, um, primarily with the CEO business owner, but I also work with their staff and I used to be in my car all the time. I don't ever get in my car anymore. I was actually at a client today and it was so rare. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is it, is it the, the Zoom thing instead of the car? Are you, are you doing things over Zoom or do you? It, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All the time. And, and that's just a minor issue, a minor change. Some of the things that I'm seeing with, I, I've worked with a few restaurants and some of them are doing very creative things a restaurant bakery cafe that I worked with in New Haven created a bread club and created um, more things that they could deliver to people during the lockdown part of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, they also opened in the middle of the pandemic, a market in, in New Haven that's mm-hmm. really thriving because that was a business that was still doing well. Yeah. Another business that I worked with um, is really committed to paying their employees a living wage. And this is also a New Haven business. In New Haven, living wage is not $15 an hour. It's more like 16 and a half. And they're doing this, we've budgeted it in. They're doing it over a period of a couple of years. We're also doing some automation so that there may be fewer jobs, but there will be more highly skilled jobs and they're not going to have to lay anything, anyone off. They'll be able to do this through attrition, but it's those companies that are saying, okay, things are wild. What kind of creative thing can I do to kind of take advantage of this wild ride yeah. instead of, you know, just saying, sticking your head in a hole and pretending that all of your costs are the same um, and not looking at, you know, your costs are rising or your prices rising with it. You know, we've seen prices rise. Restaurants, I talked about restaurants. Um, a meal out is much more expensive than it was a few years ago because everything that goes into that meal has gone up. The food, any supplies, paper supplies, likely the labor has gone up. It, it's all gone up. And if you're not watching your margins, watching your costs and making sure that your prices are above that, mm. you get yourself into real trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So, so two things come to mind as you're talking. So the first one is really having this sort of more, uh, um, I guess it's almost like a positive mindset of looking at it as like, rather than you know, uh, mourning, if you will, what we've lost, it's more like embracing what opportunities are coming our way, really, right? And looking like, and, how do we- And we can do both. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, we can do both. We can mourn what we've lost and still um, uh, imagine the opportunities to come. Okay. Well, that's good. I guess that, that, right. We want that duality probably in, in a lot of things. Right. So, yeah. So if we're able to, to get wrap our minds around that. And then, um, and then the second thing is um, what was the second thing? My gosh, really, you really need to know your numbers. You really oh, need yeah, to yeah, be yeah. paying attention because they, uh, obviously things have changed. Um, so, you know, if you're not 
And this is really tactical as opposed to more uh, conceptual and mindset kind of stuff. If you're not paying attention to your margins, you really might be hurting yourself. Yeah. And so I guess that's um, right. If it, if it comes to uh, for a company, right, if you don't have the cash flow, you really end up kind of being a no go period. Right. So so a focus on the financials is really an essential part of of transitioning and having an opportunity to thrive. So, yeah. so let's talk about that a little bit, because I know that's really what you do too. And, and a lot of people wouldn't have the benefit of the experience that you have. So what, what does that really entail? And I know you're talking about margins and stuff. Let's sort of unpack that a little bit to like, you know, help, uh, help somebody figure out, you know, how to look at this and, and, increase their chances of success. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take a restaurant example, because I think we can all relate to that. If you're serving, you know, a steak and a baked potato and some spinach, and your prices are the same that they were two years ago, your your customers are probably loving that. (laughs) But I'm betting that the cost that you're paying for that steak has gone up 50%. So you may actually be losing a dollar or $2 every time you lay down that meal, unless you're really paying attention to, okay, my steak was $5.99 a pound, and now it's $7.99 a pound. I need to be paying attention to this and adjusting that. Mm. When you get into manufacturing environments, obviously it gets even more complicated because you have more than three ingredients and you have labor, and you may have fuel for delivery, which has also gone up. Um, So that's what I mean about knowing your margins. It's really about knowing what your product or the service that you're delivering costs and comparing that to what you're charging for that. It's even, even in before times, it was easy for business owners to to get into trouble here. I had one client once who um, they do they do commercial work and they wanted to do residential work and they knew what price point they wanted to be at. And they knew that if they put ads on Google, they'd get a ton of business. But when we started looking at what it was gonna cost them to deliver this service, they were gonna lose money on every deal. Wow. So, but that's not the end of the world. We did some internal work to make them more efficient, put in some standard operating procedures, train their employees, and got their costs down so uh-huh. that they could make money so that they, when they did turn on those Google AdWords, they were very successful, and they were. So fortunately, we got in front of that one. Yeah, yeah. So it's really not just a, a, the pricing of the end product or the service necessarily. It's looking at the whole um, flow, the, the, the infrastructure of the company and making improvements across the board so that maybe you can then deliver the product or the service at that lower price point because you've what gotten greater Efficiency, efficiency in the other part of your uh, fun, uh, business. Wow. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think then, um, you know, if you have a business owner, uh, you know, business leader here who's listening and they're like, you know, we really haven't been looking at this in this way. What are the first steps? A high performance workforce starts with high performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today 
Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. The first steps that I would take is just listing everything for each of your products or services or lines of business. List everything that goes into that. Um, For a service business, it's probably just hours, but maybe you're doing some printing. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're doing some delivery or some driving. I don't, if if there's a lot of driving or a lot of delivery, that's going to change your costs. Right. Okay. So, you know, list everything. I'm sure business owners, business owners are aware of how much the price of the stuff they're buying is going up, Mm -hmm. but they probably haven't looked, they, they may not have looked at, so if the, the price of cardboard, the price of cardboard is crazy. Who, who would have thought if the price of my cardboard boxes has doubled, what's that doing to the cost of this product? Mm-hmm. So they may not have, have made the connection to the cost of the product. You know, looking at this product, product A that I sell, What's it costing me now to make this? They may have done it. I'm sure they did it. They may have done it at some point in the past when they introduced the product or they did it, you know, just periodically. But with with prices rising, um, with shipping rising, you need to you need to take a look at that again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So get the big picture of what what you're doing and what the related costs are, updated costs, even updated of- current updated yes, yes. costs. I have seen things on the shipping of like um, people talking about coming things that they used to import from China now having seen like dramatic increases on the shipping where the shipping now exceeds the cost of the product yeah. itself. You know, shipping in some cases has gone up more than tenfold. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So that's absolutely going to impact the, uh, you know, the, the price, right. Because it has to kind of be, <laughs> be absorbed somewhere. Yeah. All right. So that makes sense. So you get this big overview picture and then what do you think, what might be the next step or what else should somebody be thinking of doing to kind of wrap their minds around where to take yeah. this? Yeah. So then I would compare that to the price that they're selling it for. So, you know, you add up all your costs and the shipping that it takes to get everything in, and it's costing you a hundred dollars to make product A, you're selling it for $110. Um, Are you offering free shipping? That's now costing you $20. Mm. If that's the case, you're actually losing money every time you sell that product. So, you know, there are a couple of things that you can do. Um, I I think we're seeing less and less free shipping. Shipping was never actually free. Shipping is not free. Mm -hmm. Um, The cost gets absorbed, as you said, somewhere. Um, So we're seeing less of that, although consumers are still like, what, you want me to pay for shipping? (laughs) So, you know, that's a tough one. But I am working with one business who has done a flat shipping rate. So, you know, if you order between zero and 150, you pay this shipping rate. If you order over 150, you're paying a lower shipping rate. Okay. because their shipping has gone up so dramatically. Yeah. Um, so you need to look at your all-in costs. 
And then you need to make some hard decisions. Are you going to raise your prices? Um, consider it, especially if you haven't in a long time. Um, are you going to maybe cut some products at the moment? Maybe you have a few products for whatever reason. You know, these products have this really hard to find component or ingredient um, that's made them really expensive. Maybe you cut them or you pause them um, and, and focus on selling these that still the costs are still below the price. Right. All right. Yeah. So get really kind of deliberate. Yeah. So you need to get a little are. granular with it. Yeah. it. It sounds more overwhelming and more complicated than it is. Um, but that's of course what you help people with too, because they, maybe they just don't have the time to take this on right now. Yeah. Even though they need to do something like this to try to give themselves the best uh, chance of success in the coming year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And, and again, like we said, if you are, if you're selling something and it's costing you, uh, if you're losing money in the transaction, that doesn't bode well for business. <laughs> so it's well I, worth it. Sometimes there are reasons that you choose to do that consciously. You know, there may be things called a loss leader where, you know, people will come in and buy that thing, but just make sure you're choosing to do it consciously uh -huh. and not accidentally. A, yeah. And that's at a the end of the year, you're like, what oh. the heck? Why did I lose money? Right. You right. Sold a lot of this product at a loss. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I'm familiar with that concept. Like in a supermarket, they may sell a gallon of milk for, I don't know, whatever a gallon of milk, <laughs> but 99 cents or who knows yeah. what, uh, and just to get people in. Right. So if you are doing that, you said you want to be really deliberate, um, so that it doesn't, you know, come as a surprise when you, yes. look at it, you end up in the red majorly because uh, you didn't yeah. do that. Wow. Excellent. Well, I think those are some really great, um, two really concrete things that, that business owners can do in looking to, you know, make sure that their financials are in alignment with a, a, giving them the best prospect of a, um, a good business year in this changing climate. So Judy, let me ask you as we go to close out here, I always ask two questions of every guest. The first one is, um, if you were to put up a billboard with a message to convey what you know is, is just really important and really you want you know, people to appreciate, what would you put on that billboard? And of course, you know, we know that a billboard is a relatively small piece of real estate and you tend to drive by it pretty quickly, you know? So, so what would you put on your billboard? Know your numbers. Mm, okay. I, I think that actually uh, really sums up what we talked about here pretty darn well. So good. Know your numbers. All right. Love it. Um, and then Judy, how would someone connect with you? Oh, great question. Um, my website is right here, growth-cast.com. Feel free to reach out to me through my website. Um, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn, but if you do, please just tell me that you're connecting with me. You found me on this show because I do get a lot of sales pitches on LinkedIn these days. Okay. So, All right. Great. Yeah. Well, I will put, I will put both of those in the show notes and I'll put a note towards that connection reference as well to make sure somebody could connect with you. Well, Judy, thank you so much for sharing your financial insights with us to help business owners better plan for the coming year. We appreciate it. Thank you, Tara. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a, so much fun. Thank you so much. 
A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the sleep performance assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.